Everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Vile Files Going Deeper Edition. I'm Nick, your host of this award-winning, fantastic, popular show, joined by the household of Allie, Genevieve, and Derek. Amanda is still on a life expedition, life life searching journey, uh, traveling the world. Uh, how's everyone doing? What's going on? I am. I'm still at the lake. We'll get into that. Uh, excited to share that story with you. But before we do, let's just check in with the household. How's everyone doing? Mental health check. What's going on? What's new? What's cracking? Mental health I check. I see Kiki. Lay it all out there. Kiki. Kiki's thriving. Kiki's obsessed with Genevieve. Right. So anytime that they're together, they're I both have, thriving. I have Jeff is sitting. Jeff is also sitting behind me on the couch here. I don't know if you can see him. Hey, Mr. Aww. Man. Does Jeff like the water? Uh, I've seen him out in the canoe. Well, he... he, he no, mm, okay. He's kind of a wuss when it comes to the water. He like he hates the pool. I've tried to throw him into the pool a few times, not oh. not to be mean, <laughs> but I just I just want to know if he can swim because it's like, hey, if you ever fall in, I've tried to train him to like know the exits and things like that. So he can swim. He doesn't quite like the water, but here at the lake, it was quite charming. I I went and I kayaked a little bit, and you know you obviously can walk into the lake, and it's it's a fairly shallow like shoreline at the lake. And so I turned around and he was following me by swimming. Uh, I was in the kayak and it, it was quite cute. There's, I think Natalie took a video of it. Yeah, I saw um, that. So he's acclimating himself to, to the water. Uh, but he's, he has no problem. Like he, he loves a good pontoon ride. So he loves, he, he's good at jumping on the boat and jumping you know, from the dock to the, to the boat. So he's gotten good at that. Good job, Mr. Uh, man. He, he loves it out here. Yeah, he's, uh, he's thriving. He's become a, an outdoor dog. He went from city slicker to... Uh, the lake dog real fast love oh did you did this lake house come with i'm like looking behind you i'm like did it come with all this furniture did it come with the kayaks how did this all come to be mom was like ready to go okay oh yeah she like she basically like took like they essentially almost moved out of their regular house i mean they they plan on living up here full time eventually i think my brother is gonna buy their house which is also like really cool right it's kind of nice. keeping everything in the family so to speak so i was really excited about that because i think some of us are realizing that you know as bella is about to she's the youngest she's gonna she just graduated high school um so you know depending on what she does like they're finally empty nesters so to speak and so they certainly don't need two houses and the one they have now is probably you could argue you know, not necessarily too big for them, but more than they need. That's for sure. So they've talked about selling it. And then Jacob, uh, my brother, I think he's going to swoop in and save the day and buy that from them, which is really exciting. Yeah, I just kind of sentimental that I obviously I grew up in that house. We, I've lived in that house since I was four. And so, yeah, now we're at the lake house. So for other people who, who saw the video, who want to know the details here, I'll give, you the, I'll give you the backstory. All right. So the lake house I'm, I'm at, uh, for those of you who haven't heard the story, is uh, it's a house that my grandfather built in 1965. Um, and it's where my mom grew up. So my mom, I, what, my mom was seven when she moved in. She essentially lived here her, you know, her whole uh, childhood. And then when I was uh, obviously a kid, we would come up here, you know, often on the weekends, certainly a lot in the summer. It was like my nirvana. It was just the most magical place. It's on this very beautiful, you know, small private lake. It's like the perfect size lake where it's calm. It's perfect for water skiing. 
uh, which, you know, Aaron from the Bachelorette, you know, maybe he'll enjoy the, the water skier. But yeah, it's this beautiful, like private lake uh, and it's great. And it's, you know, and so when my, my grandpa died when I was like nine or 10 in 1990, they sold it. And I was, remember being devastated and like, why would you guys sell it? Like, how could you? I was just like beside myself. But, you know, it's in central Wisconsin and it's in the middle of kind of nowhere. It's uh, in a small town. It's basically outside of what an already very small town. So it's just like in the middle of nowhere. And it would just been very tough for my then grandmother. Well, she's still my grandmother, but she has since passed, but I uh, just kind of take care of it. So they sold it. She moved closer to us. And yeah, my whole life, I just always had these reoccurring dreams about being back up on the lake. And it was always some version of either like we, we bought it back or we never got rid of it or some version of like the family that bought it, like always let basically let us come and whatever we want and, you know, hang out on the lake. And I'd always be on the lake and then, and when I'd wake up, so I'd be like on a boat or like kind of just even like walking on the lake. Obviously these were like weird dreams, but I'd always wake Jesus? up when I was on the lake every morning. And what were you saying? Oh yeah, Jesus. Yeah. I said, no, Jesus? but like, you Is know, I was, you? Just, I was just on the lake, you know, I don't remember like if I was on a boat, I just remember being on the lake. Then I'd always wake up every morning, you know, when I'd have these very, very recurring, like recurring dreams. I don't know how many I've had, but I remember having them my whole life, even in like into adulthood. And so I got this tattoo. I have the tattoo of the lake house on my, when I got tattoos, obviously I always wanted to get things that were meaningful to me that told a story about my past or my future or just something that was you know, about a family member or family in general. So I got the lake house and uh, I got a, a tattoo of the lake house and I was on the phone with my uncle. And I remember thinking, you know, we were just started reminiscing about the lake house. And then I asked him like, do you know who owns it? Because I didn't even know who owned it or anything like that. And then my, un my uncle, I was talking to, he didn't really know. And he mentioned he thought it was owned by like a handful of brothers that kind of shared it like as like a summer thing. And I was thinking to myself, oh, well, that's going to be impossible because you have to get everyone to agree. But the thought crossed my mind, like up until that point in my life, like I, I just bought my very first house in LA a couple of years ago. So the thought of being able to buy back this, this lake house in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, just wasn't a thought. But then I, at, at, when I was having that conversation with my uncle. I finally realized, wait, sh shit, I, I'm in a position financially that I, I could potentially do this if it became available. And then I kind of sat on that information and didn't do anything with it. And like a couple months later, this was like two years ago, I got a text from my uncle with a picture of the for sale sign of the, the cottage. And he's like, hey, we got to move on this fast. And then before I got out of a meeting that I was in, he had told me that was already an accepted offer on the house. And I was devastated. But it didn't stop me from reaching out the agent, tell the story and send him a picture of the tattoo and write him a letter. And I tried very hard to get the person who was buying it to kind of walk away from it. And, you know, I, I tried to make it very much worth their while, but they had their own reasons for wanting to be on the lake. And they had their own story of like trying to get on the lake, but not being able to get on the lake in the past. So it was kind of like a perfect storm in a bad way that the then buyer, you know, declined my offer and bought the place. And I was just like devastated. It's just like, oh my God, if I would have just known. 24 hours sooner, I would have been able to get, got this lake. And it was the same, the guy who was selling it at the time was the guy who bought it from my grandfather. So like he knew my grandfather, remember my grandfather. It was, he was just the nicest guy. And I remember him being kind of devastated when he found out that I was open to buying it because, you know, people on the lake, they care very much who they sell the house to. A lot of it is people like passing it down to family members and things like that. 
you know, they always, you always want to make your, sure the person who's taking over your house is going to love it as much as, as you do. And so they were pretty bummed about that. But there's nothing you kind of can do at that point once you have an accepted offer. For those of you who don't know, the, the buyer has more rights than the seller once you have an accepted offer. There's always like these contingencies of like ways you can get out of the offer. Like, for example, you have inspections and the appraisal and things like that. And if those things don't kind of meet certain criteria, the, the buyer can say, hey, wait, I thought I was getting this and it turns out I'm getting that. I want to back out. So I was hoping for that, but that never, never happened. And as, as a seller, there's nothing you really can do unless the buyer wants to back out if, if some of the contingencies you know, don't meet the standards. So anyways, I had never been up on this house. I still hadn't been up in 32 years or it was 31 years at that point. And then um, finally last 4th of July, I, I reached out to the guy who bought it and said, you know, maybe it's time just to go up there because I had made this you know, offer without even going up to the lake. You know, there's this thought of like, well, maybe, maybe as sentimental as I am about this place, maybe once I go there, it just won't be the same. I mean, the last time I was there, I was 10. You know, so maybe it's going to be different and, and maybe it just won't, it won't live up to my memory. And it wasn't for sale at this point. So I reached out to the then owner graciously had me and my mom and Natalie up last 4th of July weekend prior to. And what was crazy is that it was exactly how I remembered it. Like, so they took us out on the lake and it was just, it felt like a, like a surreal moment of being in my dream. And like, it was amazing just how familiar things all looked. And then we noticed things like I posted, like, you know, when they built the house in 1965, as many, you know, families do, like they had six kids. And so when they built it, poured in the concrete, they all carved their names in the steps. And when we were kids, we would kind of play hot hops, you know, like hopscotch or, mm -hmm. you know, hopscotch, whatever you call it. Yeah. And we would kind of like jump down the steps and like see who could skip down the steps and repeat the names as fast as they could, you know, things you do when you're kids. And then we noticed that those were still there and the, there were just little like things that were still like my, the, the birdhouse, my great grandfather built, he used to be a birdhouse maker. And so they're, it was all beat up and old, but it was still there. The, this old swing was still there that my mom used to play on. Like so many little like things that were still kind of preserved on the property. And so we had a great time. They took us around the lake. And then I just kind of, kind of said to the guys, like, if you ever you know, change your mind or you find something else on the lake, let us know. And fast forward uh, like a couple months ago or a month ago, I got a surprise uh, text from the owner who said he was willing to sell it to me. And they had found another property on the lake. And I think they, you know, very graciously kind of thought about, you know, us coming up and it kind of felt right for us to be there. And it all kind of worked out. So a little bit of back and forth, but it was a very lovely family who bought it and was willing to sell it to us. So I have so much gratitude for, for them. Um, but yeah, and I was able to, to finally buy it, which is so surreal. And then I had to leave town. I did a project, excited to share that project with you guys coming up. I uh, can't talk about it yet, but I had to leave the country and they closed on it when I was out of the country. So I couldn't, I wasn't able to be there when they closed. My parents were there and I didn't get back until, so at, I got back into the country and then first time I got to come up here was, uh, I got here on the 4th of July, which to kind of put a whole kind of bow on the story, the 4th of July is my grandparents, my grandparents who built this house was their wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. So wow. it was kind of crazy that the first time I was able to come up and be there after I, I finally owned the house was on the, that was the wedding anniversary of my grandparents who obviously built the house. So it was kind of, kind of cool that way. And you know, what's so crazy though, too, is like 
So after being up on the lake for a couple hours, immediately Nanny and I took the jet ski out, kind of went around the lake. It was it felt very ceremonious to like jump in the lake because last year when I visited, I didn't get in the water. So like it was my first time in that lake in 32 years since I was a kid. And after being there for a couple hours, what was crazy about it was just how familiar it all started to feel again. Like it didn't feel like I had to warm up. Like I was there for like three or four hours and then kind of sat around with my sister and it was like, holy shit, it's like we never left. It was just amazing just how familiar the, the obviously the, the yard was, the property, the house itself. Like the previous owner who bought it from my grandfather, like they did some mi- minor remodeling and you know, you can notice a difference, but it's more similar than it is different, the house. And so it's just crazy just how like it really feels like we never left. And it's so it was so surreal and so bizarre. It's like amazing how how much it still feels like it's a part of me. So anyways, it was just the coolest. I mean, it's like the most surreal thing about the whole experience is that I'm like I feel like I'm l- literally living a dream because it's a dream I've had my entire life and it's like not to sound but it's like not to sound corny, but it's like I keep wondering if I'm going to wake up from this dream because in this moment, other than podcast, I don't, I never had a dream about podcasting with my team up here, but like literally what? every time I'm up here on the lake, there's always like this feeling of this was the dream I had that I always woke up from and now I'm not waking up. It's so bizarre, but it's so cool. And it's like, it didn't really hit me like that I was here, that I own it, that I have it, that my mom gets to live here until I think yesterday when I made that video <laughs> and then I made it and I posted it and I just started sobbing. In front of Natalie, which was kind of a, it was a vulnerable moment. But yeah, sometimes when those like surreal moments happen in your life, it's weird because you don't, it doesn't like sink in because it seems so surreal. It's finally starting to feel real, like that I'm, it's actually ours again and it's back in the family. But I, it's a, it's like the coolest experience of my life. And for all the people who have followed this story, you know, I've seen your comments and your messages and, uh, Thanks for the support, obviously. And just as always, I'm so grateful for everyone who supports this show. But truly, without you guys and without this show and without the support of y'all, I wouldn't have been able to do this for my mom and my family. So just a big, big shout out and a thank you to all the, all the Wi-Fi listeners out there and all your support. We, we, uh, I can't thank you enough. I appreciate it. And um, thank you for helping me live the, the greatest dream of my life. So that that's the story how how did i do how did i tell it how, was it good it was good was that was good amazing work. that was ramble? a great story yeah. no it was yeah. actually yeah that was a hallmark movie in your own words you kept it tight yeah it's uh it's been great nally and i and today today is now well nally and i don't really have a hard anniversary like every year we're like what what day in july are we going to celebrate our anniversary but today we were celebrating our three-year anniversary oh so congrats. happy anniversary to nally and i she's Currently sitting on the boat on the to getting some sun. Well, happy anniversary! That's awesome. Well, yeah, it's like an unofficial. We we're like when when so we wanted to celebrate before we left. Is this when you the, guys the like lake. fully like? I know we don't have a specific date. Is this anniversary when you defined things or when you met? Yeah. Okay. No, when we defined okay, got things. It, got it. Yeah. So it's our third three year anniversary of actually being boyfriend. Got it. That makes yeah. sense. It's the longest relationship of my life that without without breaking up. I was gonna say I was like, you know, what about the first one? But that was on and off. Well, we yeah, yeah. I've, we never made it this long without without breaking up several times. So anyway, yeah. we have an amazing episode for you. Scott Evans is with us. What a delightful person! Uh, one of the stars of the new Barbie movie. 
Uh, before we get to Scott, uh, Genevieve, uh, Allie, what, anything going on? Any updates in the pop culture world? I have a couple of just little Barbie things since, you know, we're about to sit Ooh. down with Scott. Something I thought was fun. So the Barbie premiere was in L.A. on Sunday and a lot of celebrities were there. Um, some Bachelor Nation people such as Andrew S. and Susie were there as well. It was it really fun amazing. to see them. Yeah, it looked so good. But one person that caught my eye was that Gal Gadot was at the Barbie premiere. And I remembered that Margot Robbie actually had an interview with Vogue back in May and said that Gal Gadot was actually considered for the role of Barbie, but wasn't available, but then actually served as sort of a template for the character. And Margot Robbie actually said, quote, Gal Gadot is Barbie energy. So I just kind of thought it was funny. I was like, I guess it, it's not the same as, you know, losing out on a role and then still having to go and like put on a brave face because clearly, you know, they considered her didn't sound like scheduling worked out or maybe she wasn't interested in the role. But I just thought it was kind of fun to see her there for a project that she kind of helped design or work as a template for or maybe even could have starred in. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously she didn't have to go to it. So clearly she she has no animosity. And I think I think as movie fans, we love to hear of the roles people almost got. Yeah. Especially when those movies turn out to be iconic and the, the people who are cast in those roles kill, like crush those roles. It's always kind of fascinating. To, you know, like Will Smith was originally supposed to be Neo in The Matrix. It was written, I, I think, and I think it was written for Will Smith or he was certainly the first choice and he passed on it to do Wild Wild West. You know, that's Good always choice. like a fun bit of information. Like imagine Will Smith as Neo instead of Keanu Reeves. It might have been just as amazing. I don't know. But like, it's kind of, you know, with Keanu crushing that role, it's just kind of a fun kind of story to think about. I, I think Margot Robbie is the perfect Barbie. I haven't seen the movie yet. Um, but uh, Gal Gadot, I, uh, do you think they would have dyed Gal's hair blonde? I mean, yes. Barbie comes in really a bunch wig. of different hair. Probably a really good way. Yeah. But she, the character would have like, been like blonde. Like main Barbie has blonde hair. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they would have. They would have made her blonde. Margot is just so Barbie. Well, and I thought it was interesting. Yeah, she, I saw another interview of uh, Margot where she actually signed on as a producer. Um, it feels like this movie's kind of had a lot of different iterations, potentially. I know for a while, like Amy Schumer was maybe going to be a part of it or play Barbie. And so it's had like a lot of different kind of directions and paths. But at one point, Margot signed on as a producer. Uh, Her production were, company was attached. Yeah, yeah. And they were hoping that Greta Gerwig would direct. And then they finally got Greta. And Margot was trying really hard for Greta not to feel pressured to making her Barbie. And she was like, I'm here for the film. Like, if there's another person who's better, like, you don't have to do it. And Greta said, no, I really want you. And Margot was like, no, you don't have to say that. So it was kind of this, like, back and forth dance between the two of them. But the script was really written for Margot and Ryan. I heard that Ryan, when he read the script, it was the first script that he read once through and thought, yeah, I need to be in this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then he went outside and he happened to find a Ken doll like smushed in the ground. Oh, my gosh. He was like, I have to represent Ken. Like, I, I can't am let Ken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh. so excited for the w movie. Wild stuff. Well, we'll get more into all the uh, behind the scenes of the Barbie movie with uh, Scott Evans. Uh, before we do, just a couple housekeeping notes. Don't forget, Vile Files Plus, always available. We have some great content. We are starting Vanderpump recap starting with season one, uh, hopefully next week. Look out for that. We have our update specials. We dropped a new one last Friday behind Vile Files Plus for all of those who love our Ask Nick updates, our texting office hour updates, our sweat in the wedding updates. We have some great ones available to you uh, behind Vile Files Plus. We drop two bonus ones every month. We have our pop culture 
uh, roundup that we drop every Friday as well, and our episodes of Better Date Than Never that you don't get to listen to live. Uh, again, and then we have another episode tonight of Better Date Than Never. So be sure to join that live 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. It's going to be a fun and wild episode. I hope you all join us. Look out for maybe a, a special giveaway, uh, potentially this week on Better Day Than Never. But if not next week, this week, next week for sure. Look out for that on uh, Vile Files Instagram. All right. Scott Evans, everybody. Do you want to smell better naked? That is the question that Lumi is asking everybody. Let's face it. Our underarms aren't the only place we have odor. That's why we are excited to tell you about Lumi Whole Body Deodorant for pits, privates, and beyond. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It's aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. Well, it's summertime, you know? We're sweating everywhere. Your pits, your privates everywhere so you might as well just make sure that everything smells great and that's why i feel like their uh starter pack is my favorite because right now you can actually get five dollars off the lumi starter pack and you can try a bunch of their great products such as the solid stick deodorant the cream tube deodorant and two free products of your choice i like the deodorant wipes because you can like keep them in your purse or keep them under your sink and just like whip out a little wipe and freshen up and then you don't you're set you're good to go Aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free for all those people like myself who are allergic to your regular crappy deodorants out there, but not Lumi. It's safe and natural. And uh, choose from a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, ooh, my favorite, or toasted coconut. Lumi Starter Pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code VIALL at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code VIALL. That is L U M E D E O D O R A N T.com. Use code VIALL. lumideodorant.com, code VIALL. When it comes to celebrity feuds, the stakes couldn't be higher. Because if you lose, you'll wind up as the number one trending topic on Twitter, or worse, in court. Wondery's new podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Matt Belisai and Sydney Battle, where in each episode, they unpack one of the pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds and what our obsession with them says about us. The first season is packed with some messy pop culture drama, like the conflict between Black China and the Kardashians, it starts with China befriending Kim and then China's fiance Tyga leaving her for Kylie. But that rivalry is soon followed by an all-out war with the entire Kardashian-Jenner clan that involves physical fights, revenge porn, and multiple lawsuits with more than $100 million on the line. You've seen the headlines and now you'll get the whole story. If you love even the rich, you'll definitely love Dis and Tell, so check it out. Follow Dis and Tell wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Amazon Music or Wondery app. Scott. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Hey, thanks. How's yeah. your heart? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We like to ask all our guests this. How's my heart? We always lead. Yeah. 
We catch people off guard. I feel like we should prep them. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to start Tubby. crying in the first five minutes of the of the podcast. Could, could you actually? Uh, no. Oh no, I could. Well, <laughs> yeah. actually, no. That's why I don't get jobs. Uh, no, I, uh, no, my heart's good. I, th- good. I think. I think it's good. It's. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all over the place constantly, so it's not no different today than it is normally. All over the place constantly. Yeah, I have a lot of love and a lot of hate. Who do you hate? Uh, who or what? What do you, uh, what do you hate? Let's I start I mean, there. I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into. What what do I hate? Well, yeah. I don't really. I mean, I'm not a. Uh, can I say people? Um, I hate people. Yeah, I think. But I think when you say that, it's not just like it's not all people, obviously, but just like they're just you know they're just people. Yeah. They hate and they suck. Anything on your oh, mind? I'm sure people hate me too, so it's all right. No. Oh yeah, there's got to be some. There's got to be a few. People Probably more hate than me. a few. Yeah. <laughs> Before we recorded, you told me a story about you were on the Bachelor bus. Yeah. Which and then I actually saw you once. Uh oh. I was at the Golden Globes. Oh okay. You went with your brother. Yes. And I was with my friend Demi. And yes, I I know Demi well from television. Oh yeah, and we were like just uh, watching you guys, and then Uh-oh. I was trying to convince Demi to go up and say hi to you guys. Because she was like a big fat, and then we just never did. You so know what, we, that's just, kinda, we awkwardly stood there and like just. That's actually know, funny like because I feel like I actually now that you've brought this up, I feel like I remember this, and I I think I was saying to my brother, well, because if we go to things like that and we and we see people that I recognize that I know, I'll say, and he's he's not a he doesn't do the reality TV or or anything, but I'll always explain. I'll be like, that person's on Housewives, that person's on this. Like, should I go say hi? And he's like, why? I'm like, I guess like, yeah, that's weird for me if I just do that. But you should have said hi. Uh, well, yeah, I was trying to convince Demi to do it. I were we whispering about people? Because that tends to be what we do. Well, we, we were whispering about people, so we couldn't okay. really good. tell the difference. But <laughs> also, because we kind of crashed it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I had like, I worked the red carpet for that event, and then my friend was like working the show, and then we kind of we weren't really supposed to be at the Golden like, Globe, at the party, but we though. snuck into the bar area, which is kind of a fun spot. It was like, like a little just, outside section. There was like some. Yeah, and some everyone plans. just kind of socializes there. Yeah. It was like, it was really a fun experience. Yeah. You just sit there and you're like, I guess I got to have some more drinks and this, this will be even more fun. Well, congratulations on the upcoming new Barbie movie. Thank you so much. Pretty exciting. Uh, yeah. It's incredibly exciting. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I like every day. I'm just like, that's not my life. Is that my life? I guess so. Would you say this is the coolest job that you've booked or the oh, one you for booked? sure for sure oh for sure this was um yeah last year when i i found out i you know i found out i had the audition for it and it was kind of one of those um okay yeah sure i'll, I'll tape for the barbie movie great and there was like another audition i had that i i put way more focus on because i was like i have more chance of getting that one which i don't even think i got a call back um but then when i got the movie i'm like this is this they know who they're casting like they're sure me and i went to london and when i got there i was just convinced for the first couple of weeks up it's actually till the end that i was just going to be fired i'm like this they're going to realize this is the mistake they made a mistake and here i am and uh we're we're three weeks out from the premiere and Coming i'm up. like yeah they I, haven't fired I, I you yet. i'm in yeah. it no <laughs> yeah. i've seen it i'm in it You're i'm like in, in the, the trailer movie. yeah yeah, yeah exactly. you got it you've seen it <laughs> yeah yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's exciting. What can uh, fans expect? Like, uh, is it is it what? Because honestly, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not like a Barbie historian. I mean, I played Barbies with my sisters as a kid, you know, so that was fun. But like, it seems like it's like made for all ages. I tell you, I like before this, I, I've never I, I had no idea about like the uh, the extent that that the Barbie company, the Barbie character, everything goes to and has and the the world that it exists in and just even being in this, uh, being around this, there's uh, there's still stuff I um, when people when we put out a, a trailer, there are these people out there that are 
you know, Barbie, Barbie maniac, bar, bar, Super in a good way. Yeah. yeah not ma- maniacs in a good way. Um, and they'll just like dissect the trailer and be pointing things out. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we did that. Oh, yeah, I'm aware of that. Really? <laughs> I promise. So what's but, like the general premise? Like what can people look forward um, to? The general premise that I'm allowed to say, that's the other thing is yeah. for, for about a- it for, seems really secretive. They, they, and like secretive to a point where I was like, I'm not going to mess this up. My friends, <laughs> like, like some of my closest friends, like, where are you going? I was like, I can't tell you. And I can't tell you why. I just- it's it got to a point like and things would leak and we everybody in the in the in the movie we'd be texting each other and we're like dude was it me could I have said it what did I say to like a friend or like an aunt like who knows what happened um but it was never me uh, as far as I'm concerned but yes the, the 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 plot of the movie it is you know Barbie uh Barbie and the Barbies and the Kens live in Barbie Land and it's they can't really they don't they don't want to say much but. Uh, she it's sort of like a journey of um, self-discovery. Things start to go awry in Barbie land and she has to travel to the real world to sort of figure it out. Um, and while that sounds very like, OK, cool, can't wait to see it. It's it's just the very the very basic um, uh, plot line, I guess. Did you when you were when you were shooting it, uh, did were were you? Were you given the full script or were you given just your part to read? When I got the offer, well, when I got the audition, it was just a scene sure. and it was kind of a vague scene. It yeah. didn't really say anything. And, you know, now looking back on it, the fact that it was, it said, you know, Ken and we're all, we're all Ken's. So I was like, am I, am I going to be a Ken? This is a Ken. And I'm like, everybody's a Ken. Great. But I'm a good Ken. Um, no, but then were there when, bad Kens too? Well, I, I mean, a good Ken in terms of screen time. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> like background yeah. Ken number four. 100% when I'm like, Scott, they're like, Scott's saying he's a Ken, you guys. And it's like, oh, they're all Kens. I'm like, no, but I actually, I promise. But then when they, they, I got the offer for the job, I hadn't gotten a script yet. And my, my manager was sort of like trying to ask them, be like, you know, Scott wants a, a script. And they're like, well, you know, he, we want him to accept it before reading it. And I was like. You guys, there's nothing I'm going to read when I read this script that's going to be like, no, I'm not, not doing me. that job. I just want to see it. Yeah, I'm saying yes. Yes, I'm saying yes. And they sent it to me and I, I, I had to be in London like three days after I got the offer. And they were like, can you be that? Well, they said, can you be there Sunday? I was like, no, I just needed two more days to breathe and get my life in order, I guess, because it was three months. Uh, and then you I shot got for three script. months. So. Yeah, I was it, was. it was great. I just just packed up my whole life and and disappeared for three months. It was nice. Um, but yeah, I was reading. I got the script and read it and was just kind of as I was reading it, you know. And I saw my name in it. It was the way it was written to distinguish the Kens and the Barbies. It would say like you know Ken, uh, Simu, Ken Kingsley, Ken Shooty, Ken Scott. And I just saw one day. I was like. That's got to be a different Scott. That's not, I'm not actually, I don't actually have lines. Like what? And so it got, uh, it got very real. And I think the whole plane ride to London, which is a long, a long flight to just sit there and think about what you're going to do was very, you know, you asked me how my heart was that day. It was exploding. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What were some of the highlights while filming? I mean, for three months, obviously a lot of uh, very talented and very cool people oh, yeah. are in the movie. Like, like, were there a lot of conversations uh, in terms of like, just, I mean, like Barbie is such an iconic character in the movie. Just like, I feel like it was kind of almost like a meta experience kind of filming it and, yeah, and, and it talking was, about how it affected people's childhoods and things like that. For sure. For sure. That was like a lot of like the beginning stuff that we did when we were there uh, was sit, just sitting around a table. I got there and I, we, I didn't shoot my first thing for two and a half, three weeks because we were just there and. 
uh, talking about Barbie and talking about what the what the characters mean and and just kind of learning about this world that Greta had created, which is um, you know just so it takes a takes a little bit of of getting used to and understanding and just hearing about what you know she feels and thinks. You're just like, oh man, I wish I was that smart. Like I just wish I was that creative and smart. Uh, sometimes. But then even little things like meeting with the costume designer, I was like, okay, and costume fittings, I always get very stressed about. I'm like, what am I going to wear? And I went in there and there was like nothing to really try on except uh, get measured because they were creating the costumes. They were like for me, for each person. I was like, these are, so does this mean like when it's over, am I going to get these? They don't fit anybody else. They're for me. Can I have them? Um, but it was just like, it was. Did you get them? Well, not yet. It hasn't come out yet. They got to keep it just up until the okay. last minute. For, and I'm not going to get those. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any pull. I got nothing. Um, I did get one thing, though, that nobody else got. But I'm, I think it's supposed to, I'm not supposed to tell. Or I took or I asked if I could take it. And they allowed me. It was the yeah, back no. to my chair, like my cast chair. Oh, that's cool. But like everybody else, I was like, I had talked to one of the, the, one of the uh, ADs. And I, she was like, let me, let me, let me see. We're not supposed to. And I was like. Oh, please 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 and i had made you know i was always on time and i was always ready to go when they needed me and so i i think i got a reward for it yeah like a like best employee 100 yeah, <laughs> they month. couldn't say no to me i was always there on time i was never taking my time they were like oh we need everybody on set <laughs> i would be there at the chairs waiting and everybody would be strolling in and i'm like you guys heard that they wanted us right with <laughs> You're in. Your, get out here. Let's shoot something. Let's do something. Yeah, you were like the assistant. But yeah, assistant, just yeah. every every other day was like somebody walking in that I'm like I I'm in a movie with you. This is this is wild, and everybody's just so normal. What was one of those moments? Like what was maybe the uh, Will Ferrell's one? definitely one of those moments. Sure. Kay McKinnon was one of those moments. Issa Rae, I, and like now Issa's like a friend of mine, and I, I'll get like a text message that's like new text from Issa Rae, and I'm like. Hey, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm friends with these. Play it cool. Play I'm friends cool. with Issa Rae. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. We're cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was literally, and there was, uh, I think there was moments at the chairs when you're, you know, waiting to go out and shoot and towards the end, we have like a month left. People start talking about what they're doing next and they're like, oh, what do people have lined up? And everyone's kind of talking. And I'm like, you mean this isn't your whole world right now? Like, this is not the only thing. Like I was like lined up. I'm not on your levels, but I, uh, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> that's, that's great. You hadn't met Will Ferrell before that? Um, no, and no, I don't think so. Not not in a in a professional or working setting, and I don't even know about at like a, a party. And if I had, it wouldn't have been. I always hear that he's basically like in life, kind of that same kind yeah. of boisterous comedic character. He was very, he was very. Uh, you know, you get engaged in a conversation, and he'll get there, and 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 you'll have fun. But he was so professional to a way that like you expect people that when they get to like a certain level, like the Margos, the Ryans to kind of be like, I'm not going to like, if, unless it's me shooting, like you're going to be uh, when you, your coverage, you're going to be acting with a tennis ball. Like, and somebody's going to read the lines, but they were there. Like, even like when Will Ferrell would need to be there, he's like, I want to be here for eyeline. <laughs> and it'd be like, well, well, actually you're making us laugh. So uh, without even trying, so we don't want you there, but he, everybody was just so, you know, there to, there to do it, like there to be for, there for each other. It was, it was, it was amazing. And in terms of like meeting people in real life, I had met Margot before and I found out that it, it kind of helped me get the part, I guess. I had met her at the, I think an Oscars party in like 2018, like with my brother and we were dancing and I, I like to, I like to dance, especially when I've had a few she drinks. She liked your moves. And oh, oh, we danced our asses off <laughs> together. And it turned out that for this audition, when they were asking 
or when I had taped and Greta wanted to I you uh, have a meeting with me, my managers were like, hey, uh, we just want to make sure like, you know, you they they know you can dance because Margot remembered from like the party. And I was like, and there's dancing in the movie. So I'm like, ah, my my crazy partying antics finally got me a job. That's pretty great. I know. Yeah. Worked out. What's you your have, oh, go ahead. I think we we're going to ask the same question. What's do you have a signature to? dance move? Yeah. <laughs> do I have a signature dance <laughs> or just move? Like, your go- like, how do you fill the space on the dance floor? Yeah. Uh, very easily, apparently. I'll hurt people. I'll, uh, no, I, was, uh, I, I used to, um, back in college, I would know the DJ and I would request a song that I knew nobody wanted and they would all leave the dance floor to be mine. So what's, I would always have was it one in particular or would you mix it up? No, it was one in particular, but I, I guess, uh, I think I'm in love by Jessica Simpson. It was like, it sampled, uh, uh <laughs> Jack and Diane. Every time you're near it, baby. Oh, baby. This brings me back. Yeah. So good. That's so, your go to. I guess. And it still is. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying it was, it still is. Yes. And that's like a type of song. It's not it's like it's it's fast enough to dance, but slow enough that you kinda almost have to Yeah, you're like, what perform. am I doing? Yeah. To this song? Like, well, even and I'll put it on now and my friends will be like, Okay, but then by the end they're like, You're right. This song is a bop and it really truly is. The uh, bridge is incredible. What are you watching these days? I, I noticed that you, I see your, I've stalked your Instagram. Okay. Follow some Vanderpump people, follow some Bachelor people. I do. Is that because you watch these shows? I do. I am, uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, my Instagram, I, I don't really post about it. No, but, but I, uh, yeah. I did, oh, some, yeah, I I am, did uh, some sleuthing. I, yeah. I am a Bachelor watcher. I'll be watching on Monday, and I am a, a very, I'm a Bravo watcher. I'm a Vanderpump Rules watcher for sure, especially right now, man. What a, what a spectacular time to be alive if you're not you know involved in all the shit yeah what do you think about it i mean it's it's horrible it's i am i mean i'm thrilled because i get to i get to watch it but um i i i know ariana through uh through some friends i'm friend, you know danny pellegrino who does everything I, i'm friends with him and yeah. so i've i've kind of been in the similar places with these people and i i know of them and stuff and just kind of watching it all unfold it feels kind of I feel like I've put in, I've, I've, it's all been leading to this. I put in so many, so many, so much work so, through seasons, what, like four, five, six, like where things kind of just started being like, am I still watching this show? Why am I doing this? I feel weird. And now it's just like, it's really paid off. I actually just, just got started. You did. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, cause I had known, you know, I think for me it was more having been on reality TV. Yeah. It's like, you it's kinda, produced. You kind of stay yeah. away from it a little bit. And I, I, you know, I, I met uh, Sheena and I met Ariana a while back, but I kind of knew them more casually. And, and then like, I ran into Jax Taylor a couple years ago and you know, he has to take a picture. I said no. And then he got oh. all mad and blocked me. And I was like, <laughs> no, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. The blocking. Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't even, I don't even like, I only found that out recently. <laughs> <laughs> and people will know yeah. there are people that know every move everybody made. Uh, but so I never did. And then obviously this, all this came out. Actually, it was kind of Amanda who, who put me onto it. She started watching it. She's and then doing she the really, Lord's work. She really is. sold it. And then it's, I think it's the best reality tele- reality TV on TV ever, yeah. I- ever, and like and, and 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 it's it almost like this season is starting to feel like there are moments I watch where I'm like, there's no way that that that, and it's not scripted, and it's just not, and they're saying these things, and it's just perfect. Like maybe they planned it, but like Ariana just just delivering her whole, you know, almost like the hills. I want to forgive you. I want and I want to forget you. Like Heidi speech to Tom, it was just incredible. Ooh, and then it's the most recent moment of 
she had her shirt on. It was real hot. Was, he doubled down. Was Did you I see couldn't that? believe it. Oh, he like has spoken about it. Yeah. So at TMZ. Oh my God, no. Ran into him. I think at, is at the airport again. I don't know that same guy. <laughs> is the always it's the same guy. It's just like same voice. Wow. And I can't imagine because at first it would seem like they're all like calling this guy but i can't imagine tom was like i have something really great to say. i can't wait to double down on this <laughs> and i want to say he he was like just said that it had something to do with it, her being unenthusiastic and that would be the equivalent like, of if he had sex and he just unzipped his pants instead of taking them all the way off yeah oh, okay what's that, your point like, but that's what, what is, we knew that's what we, that's what we understood it to we, be. we got it yeah and you said it and that was the problem that the, you said it but he, like, but I, like he thought, I don't know if he thought that we thought something different as if like, yeah, we know you called her lazy, you know, you, you, like, you criticized her for like, what did he think we thought it was? I knew, yeah. He's like, I need to look at tits at all times. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh my. that's exactly how we thought you meant it. Oh yeah. my goodness. Have you seen any, uh, uh, footage of his concerts and stuff? I'm sure you've yeah. seen some of it. A friend of mine, uh, went on a, saw one a couple weeks ago and was posting a lot more than i had seen before it's just well he's now dragging schwartz like well because schwartz, no uh, schwartz is uh wrapped up right isn't well, he saying he's done not necessarily that same interview because they were like asking about it i i think they were misquoted i think yeah because but he's it, now roasting schwartz for not having a house what do you what do you say because he does the schwartz's mom and the beginning line he started swapping out for schwartzy don't you miss when you had a lawn a homeowner's lawn Tom, you're about to well, not have a house too. Well, and yeah. who's left in his camp? Like, no one. <laughs> he's I mean, I'm, I hope Schwartz is out of his camp because, like, it really has ruined him too. And not that he was been a, has been a great guy <laughs> through all of it. Not that he's always been an angel. He's kind of had a fall from grace this season too. But yeah, man, he's a. If you like, uh -oh. who are you on the Vanderpump cast? Oh if my you had god! To be <laughs> I think my friends years ago might say I was Jax. Um, really? No, 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 no. Jax is horrible. Um, but I'm great TV. See, I, I would give myself Ariana. Like, I just, I think I would. Um, but a little Katie sometimes. I can be Katie. I'm a Katie. Okay. I can be Katie. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like getting high, I'm a Katie. Uh, and I like my edibles. But yeah, Katie, I just like Katie's no bullshit. And like, she'll, it's just like, you know, I, you said this and I'm going to say it back and, and I can definitely be te tequila Katie for sure. The I've, scene I've of known... Katie this past season when she's combining a Celsius and Tito's oh, yeah. and she goes, don't judge me, butter. And then Lala comes in. She goes, I ordered Chick-fil-A. I was like, me. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Do you follow the royal family stuff at all? Uh, like in terms of like, well, I haven't, Allie does, but recently. So one thing about me, yeah. I started a Kate Middleton fan account oh. when I was in middle school. It was extremely successful. Wow. And then I dropped off the face of the planet. But I, <laughs> I am enjoying kind of the, the roast of, of you, Harry you, and You're Megan. not a big Megan. Did you see that Spotify dropped archetypes? Yeah. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to do a drag, be a, uh, have a drag named HIPAA Middleton in, back <laughs> in the day. Uh, I did watch the docu, uh series was it like three parts yeah. of the harry and megan and you're still not a fan i became less of a fan me too yeah okay, i don't want to like i see this is like i get scared talking I, about this I but like went something about her just seems a little a little too performative i get that you have to be a little performative when you're like in that position but she's just seems very i don't know i don't trust calculated. overly polished people yeah she's very polished and yeah. i get that you're in the royal family but you're not anymore yeah I, but Talk i about it. Her, i actually i I liked him less after seeing it. 
because he's always has her back because he's just like no matter what is like no well it was more it was more like a 60 minute interview and then the book it was just it was a bit whiny and you are you would never follow anything before you're just like i was more of a casual you know i just paid attention but i really got into the i watched the doc and i watched the 60 minute interview yeah like it was it was like almost like a vanderpump i kind of caught on when it got real hot and 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 popular, but how, did, I, how who convinced you to do the Vanderpump? Like, and how did it take? Was it easy convincing? Well, oh, my like pitch to people because like I saw Vanderpump as like a name for so long, and nobody actually told me what it was. And had they just said the premise of this is that everyone in a kitchen is fucking each other, yeah. and it is some of the messiest social dynamics you yeah. will ever see. And so put that in Hollywood, and they're also aspiring like actors and models. And you have a show. If someone had just told me that, I would have been in from the get go. That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, it's like my, my my boyfriend didn't watch any of this. And we started dating at the beginning of the pandemic. And wow. at the beginning of the pandemic, when, you know, the, you couldn't we couldn't do anything. So it was only just come over to my house or I'll come over to your house. And I was like, you don't watch The Batch. I was like, please, please watch. Like, please just watch with me. Because if we're going to date, like, I'm going to watch my shows. And it's either you do it with me or you do it without me. Um, and so unfortunately the first season I got him on was Matt James. Um, and that, and he was like, <laughs> and it was sort of like, are they always like this? And I was is it like, just, is it this heavy? And yeah. like, Do they all kiss with their eyes open? Um, <laughs> no, and it just was like, all right, cool. I was like queen Victoria. We, we normally get a lot more queen Victoria's and, and so we've, we've stuck with it. But now that he, we've got bachelor in paradise back, he's, he's, he's hooked, he's in, but I've been begging him to watch Vanderpump rules. And he's like, I'll watch it with you like this week. And I'm like, no, from the beginning. I need you from the beginning. I started I, you, watching. I, I just started watching season one. Oh, so you were watching this stuff without knowing the, the true I gravity knew enough. Of I yeah. went back and I would like, right. I was like in the middle of season 10. I went back and watched the reunion of season two because that's where. Yeah, because uh, there's Christian, just so many important things yeah. from back then that you realize what like Tom had said to Jax back. And like, just like what they all I mean, they've all done everything to each other. But just and he's he'll try to like sit there watch uh one of these episodes one of these finale episodes with me and I'm just like can you can you go he's like this is crazy I'm like I know but if I, you've promised that you're gonna watch it from the beginning so let's just start I'll watch it with you it's it's really it's, it's good it's riveting yeah I really riveting. I really riveting. got into it but a part of it was uh my fiance and I Natalie went to Vegas on a, like some outing trip or whatever yeah. and Ariana and Katie were there. So we kind of started hanging out with them and Natalie was telling me about it and that just kind of getting to know them made me more interested. Yeah. And then shortly thereafter, Amanda started watching it and, and then I was hooked. Yeah. Well, and it's like also seeing like their evolutions, just like what they used to wear and like do their hair like back in the day. Like now it's like. Yeah. Like Sheena on the first season, like giggling into very the different. microphone. <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different. Yeah. It's like Selling Sunset. Yeah. It's like their outfits from season one to now. It's like. Yeesh. They were oh, so normal. Yeesh. Yeah. Now it's like. Now it's not, like. Oh. <laughs> like they don't look like outfits. I just they remember don't... even back in the day, like starting season one when I was in college of Selling Sunset. And I, I don't know, being from the Midwest and growing up with like a mom with a very more traditional job, I thought season one, I was like, oh, these dresses are kind of short. And then <laughs> now I'm like, they can't even sit. Well, now it's like, is she wearing pasties to a work event? Yeah. Like, and it's like, and they're not, they're nude too. It's like, yeah, it's I, like there's two slits in the dress. And yeah. they go, go up to her nipple. <laughs> and the slits are only the dress. Like that's this, and then it's a string. It's crazy. They look like they're not allowed to move once they put the outfits yeah. on. Well, they can't because they go to sit down and they're like, I just. Let me get all right, and then they talk, and it's like if they do, they'll be popping out. So, are you big into selling sunset? Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, Selling Sunset. Do you miss Christine as much as we do? Uh, of course, of course, because it made good drama. She, I mean, she, I, I, I start. I was like thinking, I'm like, she really became. She like played into that. But then I saw, you know, when I got to the end of like the new episodes, it started playing season one again. And it was kind of on in the background. And I saw her. I was like, oh, she's always been like that. Oh, she's, she's she always said that she like basically this. signed up to play that role. Yeah. Like that was always her intended yeah. villain path. What did you make of Nicole and Chriselle drama? I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're getting more and more like into it, like wanting to like create the scenarios. Chriselle, I'm starting to like less. Is that bad? Are you guys all best friends with her? No, I mean, I've known Chriselle. I know Chriselle the most from, from the cast, but I... At least watching it, she, she she has some mean girl vibes. Oh, this there. season? Oh, the new yeah. stuff. Yeah, oh, I feel she's, bad saying it because I, mean, I guess. She's, but she uh, well, kind of crossed the, the like, on drugs thing. Yeah, it, it. She she. Oh yeah. She she clearly. It's like she knows she's the most popular, and, and she knows she's, she's like, not going to lose fans. Yeah, so she can and, say and, what she and, wants. and I hear that she can kind of be a bully. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah I feel like well, <laughs> and I think that's the, and I think they're they need someone to be because that's like the point of the show. Yeah. It's like it's no fun anymore. In person, lovely. I've you know. Yeah, I, and G is so cool. I was going to say, have you met yeah. G? What's no, we the had G on the show. They yeah. were so love, like yeah. everything you could want and more. They like seems also, so cool. Like G yeah. seems too cool for her. Like rock star. I love her. I love Kajal. I love Kajal. But like. She's just like G came in with sunglasses on yeah. and like a flannel Leather pants. halfway True over their shoulder, vibes, just yeah. like oh, the wow. Joe Martins with like the yeah. straps. Like yeah, they I were could never. Oh. Amanda and I were just like, <laughs> 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 but then they also have like kind of like the sunshine spark, which is I think like I was like, oh, I really see them and Chriselle together. Oh, that's like, good. I could even see that how scene of them when she was like. Are you having cheeky thoughts? Yeah, like, I was yeah, like, yeah. Ah! They're 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 married, right? Baby, yeah. baby, yeah. baby, <laughs> baby, wow. baby. By the yeah, they kind of just <laughs> they just got married in Vegas one day. Wow. How do you feel about the institution of marriage? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, well, I do know. I I've gone back and forth. Uh, for a while, like I had my built-in excuse where it's like, no, well, I I why do I I don't care Clear about exemption. I don't care about it because I, I can't get it any either way. But they're like, you're allowed to. I'm like, jet. Uh, I voted for. It. I mean, I'm oh, uh, yes, yeah. equal rights, yeah. equal rights. But now I don't have my excuse. Um, now nah, my parents got divorced young, so it's like you know, it gives you that, it makes you a little jaded. Gives you like the marriage, and ex. like I would like yeah. to, and I think my boyfriend wants to, and we talk about it. It's just not. Unless I'm having children or I need tax breaks or health insurance. How could we make marriage more like, I say, that, I say as an engaged man planning a wedding right now, uh, but like, yeah, more appealing. Because even like uh, specifically to like queer people or just, just in, in gen general, I think just in general, it's gotten less of. A, I don't know what the appeal the, is. The really, yeah. yeah. Explain it to me, and then I'll help make it more appealing. <laughs> because uh, yeah, I mean, like Natalie literally is the only. I mean, I guess that's the great answer that it, it was meeting my fiance. It was just like you know what, it doesn't seem so bad now that I've I've met you. But like objectively, the institution of marriage, yeah. There's not a lot of upside. Well, to because it. you can, Natalie, like you could still be with it forever. Yeah. Why, why do you why do you have to get married if it is for the reason of like taxes and children and stuff like that? Like if I was having children, I, I would want to get married. I think I would want to have that. And I, I don't know why I, it just feels like what I would want to do. I just I also got my trust issues. So it's like I don't. Where do those come from? Life, yeah. people, everyone, humans. Heartbreak. Have I experienced it? Yeah. I Yes. Uh, and I think the times that I can like pinpoint, I think like I've 
a lot of the time, it's my fault. I'm at fault a lot of the time, I think, um, for things. Uh, one of my biggest heartbreaks uh, that I, I think I caused my, well, I didn't cause myself, but I, I kind of, I look back on it now and a friend of mine, <laughs> Jessica and I, like, will think about it. And it's like the person wasn't even like we weren't even like really dating. Like it wasn't even like a thing. And I like let it break my heart. Like it was, I lived in L.A. before I lived here now this time. And I left L.A. I had to get out of town and like we weren't even together. So it's like, oh, I, it, you, I can you I can the be heartbreak emotional. where you had to like abandon. I life. had to leave. It was I couldn't see this person and we had never dated. Like we weren't even together. We I was just in love with him. And he was we were like, it was a thing. How like how did that happen? How old were you? No, I too old too, this should have been a little more <laughs> should have been a little more mature uh like 2021 20, oh that's not that old that's loud all right yeah i've said some crazy things out loud over heartbreak yeah and i was 23 24 yeah i can be emotional yeah and uh, how did you deal with that how did you get over that <laughs> i left town yeah <laughs> I, but at some home. point you must have like come back to earth and like because now you're talking about like we weren't even dating yeah you well, were able to like see the forest of the trees what's, what's what i'm i think i find very lucky for me is that i've kept journals since i was like 16 years old really? okay. so i will go back i still have them now <laughs> and so when i think about that i'm like oh i was so sad and i'll go read my journal being like oh my god what a psycho what a psycho so i'm able to go back and have a look at what the actual instead of like remembering in a certain way go back and read the actual scenario and what was actually going on and be like okay so, yeah, I don't. I wasn't don't, that bad. For I don't me. journal, but I have found old, old breakup love letters I wrote back in college a while back, and it's, it's vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're uh, like, the best what a is, loser. The best <laughs> is I don't know how I what, what what we all were thinking on Facebook in like two thousand seven, eight, nine. I'll get these on this day statuses that it's just like if it's not Avril Lavigne quotes, it's just like is just waiting for something, anything at all. Like, you know, just like the most dramatic. And of course it'll be like, well, that ended before it started. And I'm like, you were just putting this stuff on Facebook and I'll check my journals and see what it coincides with. And I'm like, oh yeah, that guy was an asshole. He did cheat on me. <laughs> you know, wow. it is wild though. I'll get, I'll see flashbacks that my sister is posted with her boyfriend. Who's now her husband when they were in high school and I'll send them screenshots and be like, y'all really just put it out there. Didn't everything. You? Everything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, everything. And even like my, I have uh, uh, two nephews and her niece and like my sister will like post things about them, like about their lives and everything. And I'm like, this is, uh, this is crazy. Like just like their secrets and like pictures of them. And I just, I thank God that there was not uh, better uh, or you, I don't even know if you were able to record video on my flip phones in college, but I just thank God that iPhones <sighs> were not around when I was in college. Yeah. I think you were at some point. I think there were ca cameras. Cameras, but it was, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. I, 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 thank God. It was, you know, we, I, I had like a digital camera, but we never recorded. Oh, it would have been bad. So I'm, I feel lucky. Any, anything you want to share now? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, listen, I already, I already have enough about, shit yeah. out there. I don't need any more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, and I don't know why. Why, like, why does like the Facebooks and the Instagrams like have those memories? Because to it's make never, you feel bad. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like I, I scroll back three weeks, things I posted on the internet. I'm like, I don't know. Horrible. Why. Yeah. Some, oh, sometimes why I think the date, that was funny. Yeah, the date will yeah. be a little too recent. It'll yeah. be like 2015. I'm like. You you posted that yeah. no <laughs> to the world. I no. feel like it's a show of force on like the apps part. Like they're like, look at this. There's they're more like, where that we came control from. You. We know what you did. <laughs> we know exactly what you did. We have very comprehensive yeah. records of Maybe it. Maybe that's like the the key, right? Like anytime we are in the moment, feeling like this like 
thirst of validation because it's it, that's usually when we do the dumbest shit yeah. it's like when we 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 were pining for either some individual or just in general to like have someone just make us feel special oh absolutely and, it, and, and so what, whenever you're feeling in the moment just go online and look at your previous shit and and maybe it'll offer you some like pause yeah or, or, or help yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Some, some therapy well that was like also back in the day what you were able to do is or and what i find that i did do is you it's like kind of fishing like you facebook back in the day was like vague book you'd just be like uh, like passive aggressive facebook statuses i always would do to like let the person know like who they'll they'll see it or just be like man <laughs> i not that i did this people people did i've heard uh, being like, man, what a, it's a rainy night. What a perfect night for like a movie and a cuddle buddy. Too bad no one's around. And then like waiting for people to comment on it and seeing who does. And then being like, oh, I like him. We want to come over. Not that I would ever do that. But some of them you go back and there's zero likes, zero comments. And you're yeah. like, well, I, well. Poor engagement. And I didn't one. remove it. Yeah. And I didn't delete the status. It's still there for years. Still nothing. Great. Did you ever do the truth is like, like this post for a truth is? No. Oof. No, that had a what choke hold on my high school. Was it was yeah. like it was like oh, middle school, high lucky. school. You would like post a status to be like, like this for a truth is, and then everybody who what's truth commented what's a, what's a on truth it, is? you would comment on there. I'll be like, truth is, I don't know you so well, but I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, truth no. is, I love your hair. I mean, truth like is, those would be the nice ones. We're volleyball besties. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the like meaner ones? Wow, I don't think we did meet. I went to an all girls school. It was too small. Yeah, for that. I don't know that I personally. I was too much of a coward. Wasn't there like a an, like a secret? There was an anonymous app? one, and that's I think when someone that, some people that was got like two thousand five, two thousand six. Well, it was I, no something literally called like secrets, where like you could just post something, and it would be like in your location or something. And it, I just remember living here in two thousand five, and it caused some drama because somebody posted a a secret about a friend. <laughs> oh no! We all found out drama internet it's only getting worse oh yeah it's horrible <laughs> yeah, but like did you say that like when when are kids gonna start suing their parents for all the kid content that they got posted because that's gonna that's definitely gonna happen it has yeah. to happen it's gonna it happen, to happen. And, and it's gonna like some they're gonna break precedent and then it's just like their business well and there's nothing like even like now like looking back on like fun videos when i was a kid there's only like a few and they're like old school now it's just like every day of my life you posted me eating my dinner mom like every single video throwing a fit every, yeah, yeah everything yeah. look at how bratty my child is no don't i'm now i'm trying to work as a lawyer <laughs> you know what was a favorite childhood memory of yours uh geez like a specific one i don't know just uh i don't know we uh my family my family was uh pretty obsessed with each other like in terms of uh if when we would do things on the weekend it wouldn't be hanging out with friends it wouldn't be like having sleepovers my brother my mother would be like you guys can each invite a friend over and or have invite a friend to sleep over and chris and i would be like chris do you want to sleep over and like we would you know share have a sleepover with each other and not invite friends and so we did a lot of um like weekend trips to go skiing and we were a super super tight family and i think those are like those are the greatest memories. So it's you, Chris, and then you have a sister? Older sister, Chris, me, younger sister. Oh, four of you. Yeah. Pretty pretty sizable. I mean, yeah, not, it's not, a good group. Not 11 like mine, but. You You're know. one of 11? I am. Yeah. Where do you fall? I'm the second oldest. Okay. But four, four is large. Yeah, but 11, it's not 11. No, but like no one's ever. God, like, how did you guys, did you guys take trips? Like, did you no. guys do anything? Could you go to dinner? Did, yeah, what was the <laughs> car? You, I need to reserve the, the whole restaurant? Like. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, how did you commute anywhere? A 15 passenger van? At what, it's we like had the a series of we had at, at one point there was a big van and it was gray and red and that lasted a little <laughs> bit. Usually it was like a two car system to like to church. Second oldest, are you yeah. just sending like happy birthday texts like all year round to like family family members? <laughs> I mean like a few times a year. There's a group text that um you know. Do you know everybody's birthday? Yes. Well, that's good. I just don't know their ages because that changes. That's hard. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. math. It's just like, how old are you these days? But like, I know their birthdays. Yeah, yeah and the sure. general the the general age. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But you know, we didn't take a lot of family trips because couldn't afford that. I traveled like through like athletics and sports when yeah. I was in like middle school or in high school. Uh, and then uh, yeah, I mean, as a kid, like our like my favorite place was my actually my grandfather's lake house that they ended up selling when I was nine, but I just bought it back for my mom. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I close. Well, when this episode comes out, I would have closed, but I closed this Friday on the that's house. That's so exciting. And it to my mom, so yeah. Wow. Yeah. Does my, she know? She knows now, yeah. So, But yeah, they sold it 30 years ago. That's and, so cool. And I just bought that's it back, awesome. my, and my grandfather built it. So, I'm very jealous. Yeah. yeah. I love that story. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited, yeah. Uh, I have to like leave town for a show, and then I'm coming back, and I'm going to go up there and hang Do out. Do like all the siblings time. know and everybody Yeah, is... yeah, everyone knows. But all because it's only it's like the three oldest kids, my oldest sister Jessica and my uh, one after Maria. Like for us it was like Nirvana, like heaven on earth. Yeah. But like there's 11 of us. Some of the kids they don't get never even got to No, they were they had been sold like for 10 years by the time they were born. Oh, so wow. they're like, "Oh, cool, lake house." But for uh, for some of us it's like really a big deal. Wow. How is the youngest? Uh, seventeen. Yeah, you're like I don't know something around there. <laughs> Seven, like 16, something something around there. I'm six months closer in age to my dad than I am to my youngest sister. Wow. The youngest just graduated high school, and they did like a, the high school did a whole thing for my parents. Like thir- they had, they're like, thank you for keeping us open they, and in business. Cards. Well, no, it was like thirty. They, I think for thirty some years they had uh one of us. At the high school. Wow. And they just, the, you know, Bella just. Oh, finally, is your mother just going to sleep? Bella like just when they graduated. Bella graduated high school, just going to sleep. What about kids for you? Are you having kids? Definitely. 11? No, no definitely not 11. Yeah. But hopefully more than one. You yeah. Know, we'll see. That was exciting. Knock on, knock on wood. But yeah. <laughs> Are you? I go back and forth. I, my, 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 my current boyfriend definitely wants kids. What's, what's the pros and cons for you? It's just, first of all. I mean, this, I don't know. I, I, it sucks that I'm like, is this cliche? But the world sucks. Like, I, 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 I think about, I mean, I don't want to get too serious, but things that I see my older sister have to deal with, with like her kids, like coming home and talking about active shooter drills, stuff like that. It's like, ah, I don't want to, I'm a very, I will be the worst helicopter parent. I won't let them go to school. I will homeschool. I just, it's yeah. too stressful. It's too much. And I also like napping. I also like There's that. taking but he, vacations when I want to. Hear me out on the state of the world. Like, people used to build bomb shelters in their basement in the 60s. Sure. You know, but the we're not in the de- 60s. We got internet. We no, know what's I, going on. Yeah, but like the Great Depression, that sucked too. You know, there's Yeah, always- because they couldn't talk to, they didn't know what was going on. We are, we are all connected. We know what's going on. We know how to fix it, and we don't. So I am afraid. Just like, I'm just more afraid as a parent of the internet. Like, how can you parent your kid? When even if you have like rules, like my because like my parents were pretty strict yeah. when I was younger. You know they like you know the, I used to get teased about like what's that rated, and my friends would be like, "It's rated. Nick can't watch it." You know, oh, like shit, shit like that. Um, wow. 
You know, and then I'd sneak over to my friend's house and watch like Jean-Claude Van Damme and Steven Seagal Oh yeah, movies. the best. Yeah. Um, but even if you, you know, are a parent that has like some pretty strict rules about like phone access, like how do you, unless you well, and then are not you the let parent, them out of- Are you the parent that doesn't let them have a phone yeah. and all their friends do? And then and they you're turn like, and they, these like- they, they don't have friends because yeah. they don't, can't get in touch with them. It's yeah. tough. It's, yeah. it's, it is a lot. Well, that's just it. It's like my sister's going through that about like, well, they just got their first cell phone, but they can't do this and, and almost- I don't, they're not going to listen to this, but like kids, you, you're still going to do things. You're still going to be on TikTok and like posting things that I'm like, don't post that. Like I, I, I'm warning you. I promise you guys are going to thank me later. It's just, uh, it's, and, it, and I think about the fact that like, even to this day, I'm almost 40 years old. And I, if I, if I call my mother a little too late at night or something and she picks up like, what, what's going on? Are you okay? Like it is, you're just worried for the rest of your life. I can't, I can't have that. Are you a warrior? I like my hair. Yes. Uh, uh. I like my hair. I like, you know, my, my heart working normally. Is there like one thing where like I, my boyfriend was like, oh my God, the first time I would explain space to a kid would like, or is there like one experience where like, if you were to have children, like would particularly excite you, like getting to oh, introduce yeah. a human well, to something? I think, I think the, uh, you know, the emotional side of me, the one that keeps the journals is anything that happened in a journal about like, my dad never loved me, even though he did. Um, but, you know, anything like that, like the riding the bikes. And I, I love all that kind of dramatic stuff. But then I think about also that's not it's like I love being an uncle. I get to do all that fun stuff with my niece and my nephews and I get to have the fun. And I've you know taught my taught my little sister to ride a bike, stuff like that. And then at the end of the day, I get to give them back mm-hmm. and I get to go. Watch and, and go to bed and lay in bed and, and take an edible and just, you know, not worry about who didn't do their homework. Now you're making me worried, Scott. <laughs> no, you're going to be great. Listen, well, listen, I just and I'm also extremely controlling. And I really I the idea <laughs> Steve's going to listen to this, like the, the thought of having to like it's already when we're, you know, making decisions together. I'm always, I'm already just like, man, I have to make all my decisions with someone. I know you don't have to, but like for my weekend plans, what are we doing? I don't, the we thing. And then with kids, I have to, I have to decide on everything. We're deciding on a paint color for a wall right now. This, I, I it's not just like a, I'll compromise. This is a human. I'm raising a child. I'm not going to compromise. <laughs> if I want something done a certain way, like it's, this is how I believe you could tell me what you want, but like, let's discuss it. But it's going to be a hard compromise. It's not like, okay, we'll go with the light blue. Have you talked about parenting styles with Steve? No, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet we're going to now. <laughs> uh, what, what's, what's the room are you painting in the house? Uh, a wall. He, we just moved in together uh, recently. Oh, congrats. Into, thank How you. do you feel about it? Is that your uh, first I, live-in relationship? I've lived with one before, uh, but it was... It was a first and I was, I'm difficult and I can admit that easily. You're self-aware, Scott. Uh, Very. Uh, I'm difficult and it was sort of like a, it was my space that he was moving into and he didn't have much, uh, he had just moved to LA and it was, it was too soon. Um, And it was, uh, you know, 10 year age difference and, but he, it was, he's a great guy and we, it just didn't work out. But. Steve has moved in uh, to my place, but we made a deal to like re we got new furniture and like, cause he had a one bedroom apartment, but he, his, his official move, he moved in October and then in April, all of his stuff had to come out cause he kept his old place for working from home because I'm home and I didn't, it's a one bedroom and I'm like, I don't want you working here when I'm here watching Vanderpump rules, uh, obviously. But 
he got COVID super bad uh, at the end of March when he had to be out of his apartment, his old place. And so I had to do it all on my own, like go through everything and pack everything. And he's, uh, I found out just as much of a hoarder as I am. And so it You're was, a hoarder? It, it's, oh, I have trouble throwing things out. I'm the opposite. So I'm always get fascinated when people. Well, I, I've gotten better when we had to combine stuff and had to make space. I just got to a point where I was like, throw, throw. I, I'm like getting a lot better. But it, like, it, what are you? What's your favorite thing to hang on to? Is it clothes? Kitchen, kitchen stuff. Kitchen stuff. Kitchen stuff. Like what? Like everything. I love anything. everything in the kitchen. I love everything. Every I, when we go and any trip we take, when I get, I get bowls. I get silverware. Bowls. I get. I love how you, <laughs> bowls. <laughs> I get bowls. I get a lot of bowls. I also think there's like, for me at least, because I identify in a very similar way, I feel like there's a sentimentality to it. Yeah. Of like, you're just like, you. it's very easy to kind of like attach a meaning or like some kind of like gushy something yeah. to it. And then you're just like, oh, this thing connects me to this other yeah, I don't or connect, person. I don't connect to like furniture. Like if I'm getting rid of sheets, I'll throw my sheets out, like whatever. But I just, I like, uh, like that kind of stuff. But he, he likes everything. Like he kept everything. But, you know, there were certain things jokes on you that i did throw out without his I love, approval i told I, him i would approve of everything but. i love throwing things away it yeah. feels great now it, yeah. it does but then it's like I, I got to a point but then even trying to get rid of stuff i was texting all my friends i was like does anybody need this like it was like I, i'll show you pictures i had like full yard sales in my living room for like friends that i knew that i just moved there and i and everybody's just like no i don't need a set of like three wine glasses that say like like a Mexican restaurant's name from when you went to it in 2005. And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> Only one of them has a crack. You know, it's, it's, so I, I, I think I got better, but it's, uh, it's hard. But yes, we, uh, we've moved in. Now and I started cool. collecting, uh, we would buy one of those Starbucks mugs from every city. Oh, 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 who are you? Oh, wow. Are you my boyfriend? Because he loves those. <laughs> he loves them. He had about 25 thermoses in a cabinet. And I sent him a picture. I was like, do we need all these? Do you need all these thermoses? And he's just like, well, let me look at them. I was like, well, <laughs> well, no, there's like six of the same one. So I'll let you look at one of those. Since he's going to be listening, what's the thing that most excites you about moving in with Steve? Uh, I think not having to to talk about like, you know, it's well, I mean, it, it, logistically, just kind of being like we were in the same place as opposed to him having to drive back and forth to his yeah. place. I like have his his dog is now my dog permanently like in there, but he's he helps me. He helps keep me keeps me grounded. Because I can be crazy and I can be all over the place and I can be a nightmare. And I think having him there helps me uh, not get away with things as easily. Who do you go to for like relationship advice? Like when you were like struggling and journaling emotionally, like who is your, like you're pretty close with your family. It was sister, your brother. Yeah, your, yeah who... definitely my, my family um, back, back in the day when I was closeted and journaling in, in like high school and college, nobody. It was just like this is it. I got to deal with this on my own. Um, but now it's relationship advice tends to be, uh, my brother, my sister who gives better relationship advice. Me. Really? Um, okay. No, I know that's the problem. We're going to put I it to test I, in a few minutes. No. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, uh, it's so different because my sister's been married, you know, almost 15 years and we've all, we all have very different, uh, relationship histories and, it's also dating a man is very different, I think, than a man and a woman dating. So who knows? And all of my friends are single. So it's like I can't get much advice there. 
when your brother obviously obviously very well known yeah. and he was out single for a while you know eligible you know right by many people's standards oh, yeah. uh was he pretty close to the vest when it came to relationships even with the family or you know now that he's he's in a pretty serious relationship now yeah, it seems he, like it's it's tough to it, it, back with with everything it's it, the world people can ruin things pretty quickly sure all it takes yeah. is and and people are it's it's only you know it's not getting better it's only getting worse and and the way people can be it can make it pretty hard to date someone like that because you think like oh this is you know i'm just dating a person he's a guy and then all of a sudden it's it's article after article after article after post after tag after tag for everybody just being like you are a piece of crap so like these the the to anybody he's tried to date and just destroying them and telling them they said it's like you know you can only take that for so long and it it makes relationships kind of hard for him i think so like the 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 media would be critical of the people he'd be not seeing. media uh, media Ever. but also Fan. like people on just on twitter on is it, is it because he's like sometimes like people who in their head feel like they are eligible to date yeah, him and I, they're I like that. we will I tear tell, her down yeah, i can't <laughs> tell you how many how many messages and things i get tagged in on the daily just being like i if if your brother just meets me <laughs> we are going to be in love and it'll and be like a 70 year old woman and it's like okay Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't know much about you, but I am not Patty Stanger. Like I'm not. I'm not millionaire matchmaker. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I guess on like on the smallest of levels. Yeah. Nally has a dope. I can only imagine from your brother's standpoint the people who's met. Horrible. Like just yeah. They just oh yeah, and everybody's always just commenting, being like, "Hey, brother-in-law," and I'm just like, "Oh, you guys." If you, I mean, if you want to stand out, at least come up with some original material. <laughs> Are you pretty protective of your brother? Of course. Yeah. Of course. You have to be. It's just, there's just been too much. It's, it, it, and it's, you know, it's been like a slow burn over the years. He's been, it's not like all of a sudden he catapults to fame. And sure. it's, we've been experiencing and we've watched the internet happen. Like Twitter wasn't around yeah. when he first started making movies. And so just being able to uh, see it all kind of what, what can happen and what it's, it's, um, it can be a dark place. And people, you know, people can get very bold yeah. with, with the things they think are appropriate. But he seems like he's in a pretty happy relationship now. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you approve? I approve, yeah. I, I mean, I always, I always, he'll only, my my family and my friends will only know if if I approve, I won't say anything. Like, oh, obviously, I'm not going to be like, yeah, here's my stamp of approval. But like, if I don't approve, they'll know. You'll speak now. You will not. Oh, I will not. Yeah. I will not wait. You're no. like, I will not be your best man. <laughs> well, and I performed my older sister and my younger sister's wedding ceremonies. Aww. So if I had something to say then, I'd be able to say it very easily. You get to the part where it's like, if anyone objects, yeah, you're like, it's, it's actually it's me. It's like, it's me. <laughs> and I only wanted to do it here for the drama. When you say performed. What do you mean? I like, mean, I, well, I, officiated? I officiated. officiated. I was uh, ordained and I performed their ceremonies. I also sang at both of their weddings. Wow. Which was, I, which was like, are you guys, you, you realize this is a mistake, right? This is, people aren't going to remember you from this day. <laughs> at my older sister's wedding, I like, I was speaking and I was like, and now we have a brief musical interlude from me. And like, I walked <laughs> over to the piano. I sang, I came back. I was like, thank you, me. You were great. Uh, moving on. And you so had your full like alphabet. It's me. Yeah, oh, moment. for real. Exactly. <laughs> and then my little sister's wedding. I was like, here we are again, everybody. It's, you know, same people. <laughs> and to try, to try to make it funnier, to try to make it. But they give me free reign. They don't ask to see what I'm going to say. And it's not like dearly beloved. It's like, 
hey girls and boys like hey, let's fucking do this oh yeah oh, <laughs> I, loved ones I swore at my, my my older sister's wedding i didn't really know the guy she was marrying like family like very well they didn't know me very well and i don't think they were prepared uh and, you know my one of my first jokes i think i it wasn't in a church so i didn't feel as bad but i think i didn't say a, a, a great word and you know, you just see half the crowd dying laughing and the other half like, who is this guy? Like, who is this? Who is our son marrying? <laughs> what family is this? You did know? you grow up religious? Uh, I, we grew up. I, I went to church. I did like CCD and you, classes and everything. But, same. But, yeah. but but then my junior year when you needed to get like confirmed, I was sort of like, you know, in my mind, I was like, I don't believe in this. But in my mind, I was like, I'm so gay. Like, it's not I don't want to be a part of this. But CCD. We used to call it uh, Children's City Dump. Central City Dump, yeah. yeah. One of those. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, take that, CCD. (laughs) I would just write every answer. I'd just say God. It was just such a crazy thing every Sunday. They give you homework, but it never really mattered. You're like, I... You know, I wish I would have, you know, great. reading passages like yeah. in the book with these cartoon drawings of Jesus, yeah. just like white every, guy. Every Tuesday not after a white school. Guy. Yeah, yeah, for real. It was brutal. <laughs> it's so crazy. All right. Are we ready to give some relationship advice, Scott? Shoot. All yes, right. I guess. Uh, that'd be great. Deep breath. Sweating the wedding. I'm scared. Oh, wedding. Wedding drama. Okay. Thank wedding God, because yeah. we have an officiant. Well, yes. yes. A professional. Ordained and performer. All right. Let's, let's bring him up. Need a break from reality? Ever feel like you just want to escape? Well, cheer up, Buttercup, because Paramount Plus has got your great reality escape. Escape into new seasons of the biggest competitions like Survivor, Big Brother, and the Challenge World Championship. With the boldest personalities from the family Stallone to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars and even Queen of the Universe. And the wildest drama like Are You the One? plus hundreds of previous seasons all streaming at your fingertips. See, reality ain't so bad. Your great reality escape is with Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, stream now. Okay, a product that I have been using long before they showed up on this show is Blue Land Cleaning Products because not only are they good for your home and they're good for the environment, they work incredibly well. They have a multi-purpose cleaner. They have cleaner just for glass. They have cleaner just for your bathroom. And you can eliminate a bunch of plastic waste. So did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, Those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. It's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. But Blue Land is different because they can give you reusable bottles and their whole system is you add your own water and then you put in little tablets that dissolve in there with all the cleaning solution. So you're not paying for them to ship and lug huge jugs of liquid across the country. And then you can just order refills of the little tablets that come straight to your door. Cleaning for everyone. From cleaning sprays to hand soaps, toy bowl cleaner, and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. Right now, try Blue Land's new limited edition hand soap kit with scents inspired by the national parks and our shared goal of leaving no trace, featuring Joshua Tree, Zion, Sequoia, and Glacier scents. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners right now. Get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash V-I-A-L-L. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off. That's Blueland.com, B-L-U-E-L-A-N-D.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get 15% off. That's Blueland.com slash V-I-A-L-L for 15% off. 
How's it going? Good. My name is Anne, and I'm 27 years old. How can we help, Anne? So um, one of my bridesmaids cheated on my brother, and I'm not sure if I should fire her as my bridesmaid. Oh, okay. Why wouldn't you fire her? Well, um, I, see, that's my initial reaction is to fire her. Um, but my, I, I've got a lot of like negative feedback from my family, namely my mom, who's a little bit too involved in the wait, situation. Mom, so wait, let me, if I understand you, mom, your mom, also mm -hmm. mother of your brother, mm -hmm. whose girlfriend, right? Or fiance, man, what, uh, it's girlfriend, girlfriend, mm -hmm. uh, cheated on her son, yes. who's also one of your maid of honors and and mom thinks it's a bad idea to fire her yes <laughs> what's what's the relationship bad. between you and the bridesmaid is it is she a bridesmaid because she was your brother's girlfriend or are you guys friends so initially mom kind of talked me into having her as a bridesmaid. Uh, uh, Why yeah. is mom obsessed with her? I know this I know this yeah. I know this mother. I know this mother. <laughs> like Yeah. Um so it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit complicated on my mom's end. I see where she's coming from. She's coming from a very protective stance for my brother because he decided to stay with her. I was going to say how long have they been together and are they still together? They're five they've been together 5 years. So, okay, so let's. Uh. Okay, they, so they they decided to stay together. How 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 did how did the, how did this uh, get found out? So we recently found out that the alleged cheating has apparently been going on since March. Oh, um, so it's not a one time deal. No, and there's a apparently I did not know this. So this is my younger brother. We're about four years apart. We just recently started getting closer as we're you know kind of growing up. Um, so I did not know any of this, but apparently this is something that has been happening since they've been dating. In fact, whenever they got together, it was because she cheated on her current partner with my brother. Well, I actually totally get it from mom's POV and I guess brother's POV. If he's choosing to stay with her, you know, like mm -hmm. people have and, and can work through infidelity. I mean, it's difficult. It's hard. There's a, a uphill battle, but like it is possible. And like under that kind of lens and premise, like I can see why actually it's probably something your brother would prefer, right? Like, Hey, if I'm going to stay with her, like why, yeah. why is she out? Then you're kind of outing her. It becomes even more of a thing. I get all that. But like, if you're saying that she's just been, she's just like a serial cheater and has been cheating on him kind of since the inception of their relationship. Yeah. So, um, it's, I think the way that my brother looks at it is that she, like when they got together, it was that, you know, he saved her from this bad, toxic right. relationship. So he's kind of got is this, this like, Tom Sandoval. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this hero complex with her, you know, like I'm I'm going to save her and like wanting to change her. So, so he kind of justified being the other man by yeah. telling himself that she was in a shitty relationship. Yes. Mm hmm. Yeah. And um, when she was confronted this last time, she has got it so twisted around to him that she was the victim somehow that you know she didn't want to say no she doesn't know how to set boundaries you know she didn't actually physically cheat but she emotionally cheated and somehow that's better so so but did did it's not necessarily better but there are is a difference i mean like yeah there's a difference you know i mean as much as like emotional cheating might hurt I'm, like i think i'd it's just like that's that's 
better than you fucking someone. I feel like. And are we sure? Like this this time she got caught. Like are there? Yeah. How did other, she get caught? Are there other times? So um, there have been several times. She. This is not the first time that she's been quote unquote caught. Um, especially not by members of our family. So this time how she got caught is my brother who's dating her is actually a twin and his twin girlfriend and her were very close and very close friends. You know how that works. Right. And so she found out from a mutual friend that they had went to high school with because the guy that she was talking to, who was her ex is fucking this other girl. Wow. Out of jealousy, told him or told her about it. And then she came to me and was concerned and was like, I found out this stuff. I don't know if it's true. Um, Based on past things that have happened, she's like, I'm inclined to believe that it is true. What should I do? And I told her to confront the other bridesmaid about it and to talk to her. And, you know, that my brother has the right to know. I would want to know if it were me. So what were the actual specific accusations in this current cheating scandal? Since March, apparently he reached out to her, DM'd her on Instagram or something like that. And she answered, you know, not so bad. And then that escalated to texting while my brother is away at work. They live together. Apparently she texted him and told him, don't text me during these hours. Don't text me on the weekends. Don't call me during these times because he's home and then they started hanging out in person apparently like watching tv together cuddling on the couch together she swears that it didn't escalate physically further than that do you believe her but i don't believe yeah you don't believe no. her. but yeah. even still it's like it, it's still pretty bad even without it starting with the whole don't text me during certain hours you are it's not it's not it doesn't become innocent anymore that means you know what you're doing why is your brother choosing to stay with her and i i don't mean that like Retort like yeah. it's like if he's gonna yeah. stay with her, what are they doing as a couple to you know? And it might be true, like it, it's not necessarily making herself to be a victim, like she might literally be bad at setting boundaries. Who knows what's going on with her, or what trauma, or you know, again, not an excuse, but what is her reason for having this type of behavior? There is a reason, not an excuse, but like there's mm-hmm. there's some you know, there's some shit that she clearly hasn't dealt with that. It makes her do shit like that. And it's not going to change unless she does something to change it. And mm-hmm. and promises of it'll never happen again aren't don't usually uh, work. So what what is she doing? So there's definitely things that have happened. And she definitely, from what I've gotten to know her, because we have, you know, spent a lot of time together. Uh, she is terrible at setting boundaries and saying no. So that part I know is true. Yeah. Um, and I do know about like some family things that have happened between her and her parents and things that, you know, make sense with that. So, but see, I don't feel like, I think that makes, it makes sense as to why it's happening. I don't feel like it justifies. No, it definitely doesn't you know, justify. But are like, are so yeah. is your brother... Are, are they getting into therapy? Is she in therapy? Are they in therapy? Like what? what? She is in and out of. She's in and out of therapy a lot. She's not in therapy right now. Um, my brother is very against therapy, which breaks my heart because I'm a therapist in training. Oh, uh, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> but why is he yes, so against it? I think he has so much pride. He won't even talk to me about it. 
uh, honestly, but from what I gather from other people that he's talked to about it, he's just so against like talking about his emotions, which already. So is he just staying with her out of embarrassment, basically? Like he would rather stay with her and hope that no one finds out and pretend it didn't happen rather than like face the music? Because like, mm -hmm. why is he staying with her? I definitely think that is a huge part of it. And that's something that I've talked to about with my fiance. I also think that a big part of it is that this is his first relationship and he genuinely thinks that he's in love with her. How old is he? He is uh, 23 years old. Okay. And they've been together five years. So they got together. Yeah, it's right like out of high school. Oh, high school. yeah. The, that first one's a tough one to get over. Yeah. <laughs> but it. So have you really sat down with him or her and had a conversation about this topic? I have had a conversation with her before in the past, because like I said, this has happened before. And? Yeah. And the situation was a bit worse. Like she stayed the night at a different guy's house and everything. And like, you know, was really emotionally cheating on him. Again, denying physical cheating, but staying the night at some guy's house is, you know. <laughs> There's there's no way something slipped out or in. In those situations, there's yeah. just no way. There's just no yeah, way. For real. Is there any part of him that's staying together with her uh, for the wedding, like for you to make sure that there's no drama because it's there's there's trouble? Because I know that bridesmaids and dresses and all the plans and everything can be numbers. I mean, intense thing. Yeah, it's numbers. You already have the. Trust me, I've watched two weddings get planned by pretty crazy people. <laughs> Oh, this is going to sound so bad. I love my brother, but he's he's not thinking about me. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that's not, not hard to believe. I mean, uh, that, 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 that's uh, which is understandable. He's 23. His this is probably rocking. But is your mom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's not thinking about me. She's thinking about the planning, keeping the status quo. And yeah. What does your gut tell you? What do you think is the right thing to do? You know, mm. everything aside, you know. You seem like a selfless person. You don't, you honestly don't even seem like you're all that concerned about like, you're not even calling in being like, I don't want to fuck up my wedding. You're, you're calling in obviously because you're more concerned about your brother. You, you, you kind of want to fuck up the wedding a little bit, which I kind of enjoy, you know, a little chaos. But, um, what do you think is the right thing to do? Like, you actually have a little bit of power here as the bride. Like, it's like you're in a, so I'm curious, what do you, what are, what are your options as you see them? Yeah. So this is where my dilemma comes in, right? Because like I can wear that therapist hat and I can recognize that, you know, I empower my clients to follow their gut. And sometimes that means leaning into your own uh, self-empowerment and setting your own boundaries, which would mean taking her out of the wedding because I don't like that there's no accountability. Yeah. Know? Yeah. But then I wonder how much of that is actually my own emotions getting in the way because because he's not holding her accountable my family certainly is not holding her accountable no one's holding her accountable do i want to hold her accountable because i'm mad at her you know well that only, only you can decide that but like yeah. there's also i mean you like you this is going to happen again i don't see how this doesn't happen again like she and then she's in your pictures for forever. Well, that, that's that's a whole nother uh, level because you're right. Your brother's not ending up with this person. I'm gonna get. I mean, let's let's hope not. Like again, like you know, let's hope he doesn't knock her up or 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 anything like that in, in the near future. But yeah, I mean, there's a good chance, short of some something like that happening, that she is going to be out of the picture. I mean, eventually he's going to wake up but like unless it could be a, it's a it's a terrible thing to be cheated on and you feel all this incredible embarrassment but I, I 
Have you, so you haven't really talked to your brother about this yet? No, I absolutely have. Um, you, he you won't have. take my calls, um, but I, we've had a text conversation about it. I felt like I was just talking to a brick wall, but essentially I let him know that I care and I love him, you know, that I'm here for him if he needs anything. I explained, you know, all the things that I noticed with her, like all of the things that I, you know, noticed that she was saying that seemed like gaslighting towards him and like pointing out that this is something that has happened before. And it just seems to go in one ear and out the other. The only thing he keeps saying to me is, we're going to work it out. It's going to be fine. You know, we're, I'm asking her the tough questions. I'm like, what tough questions have you asked her? Yeah. You know, pressing him on that. And he's like, well, you know, I asked her why. She said, you know, she was lonely. She wanted a friend. He was reaching out. And yeah, like just kind of gave what's going to change is the, the why he why she yeah. did it is I guess less important. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure people want their answers, but how how is this going to stop from happening in the mm -hmm. future? Because this person who's not good at setting boundaries, who from occasionally from time to time seeks out validation outside of her relationship because your brother's you know preoccupied with whatever the fuck as we all get preoccupied with life and as you know, relationships have its ups and downs and we get bored and complacent in relationships. And it's just like, eh, you know, a compliment from my partner is just less thrilling today than it was yesterday. So I need to make sure I still got it and go out in the, she's just, she's just going to feel that again. And mm -hmm. it's going to take her, you know, having the tools and the self-awareness and the therapy or whatever it is to say, okay, I, I'm being triggered. Something inside me is, is, I feel that void where in the past I would seek out that validation through others and what's going to in the future make her go, no, I can't do that. I'm in a committed relationship or yada, yada. And there, there's, there's no sign that she has as that is on that path. So it's almost certainly going to happen again the next yeah. time because getting caught doesn't, she's been caught. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's not even getting caught. that stops. Stop, stops her from doing it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I mean, and you're right on the money. It's not going to stop. And I think we like, and it's not just me working on it. Like we've all, I have a lot of siblings, by the way. Uh, there are like nine of us. Oh yeah. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. We'll go for your parents. <laughs> we, we've all like, you know, had our turn in trying to talk to him and like pointing that out. And it's just, he's not changing his mind. Okay. Well, could you basically weaponize your wedding against him? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is he won't take your calls. They, you could be like, listen, I'm thinking about taking so-and-so out of the wedding. But before you do, like, I'd like to talk yeah. to you both and figure it out. Because it is your wedding. You ultimately get to decide. I don't, I think you need to decide for yourself. I wouldn't listen to mom or your brother. And I think you have the ability to say, well, if you guys want to be in the wedding, I, I need reassurances that you guys are doing the the right thing. Right. You know, so maybe you could, if your brother's not taking your calls and the, you could say, hey, just to say, because you are, I'm honestly thinking about removing so-and-so from the wedding. I just don't, I don't feel right about this. I don't know what's going to happen with you two. I sub ultimately, I support you as your sister, but like, I don't need so-and-so in all my wedding photos, knowing that she's done this to you and like you might wake up in a year and feel differently about her. Right. So before I can make a decision, I would want to sit down with both of you so I can be feel more comfortable about like, you know, keeping her in. And I just need to know what you guys are doing about it. And maybe you can, you know, throw out, you know, your therapy training in the, in the meantime. 
I actually like that advice. And that's something that I definitely have considered doing, especially when we get closer to the wedding. I think the feedback that I've received from my dad, who's, you know, not as involved as my mom is like, sit on it, think on it, because maybe they'll break up, you know, before I have to do that. When's the wedding? In May of 2024. You got some time. Yeah, she's yeah. she's got too much time. In fact, <laughs> she's got enough time to, to do uh, it again. To do it again. They're going to want to avoid the embarrassment. Both of them do not want to have it be a discussion at the wedding as to why she got removed. So and especially your brother. And it will work on your brother, I think, by saying, hey, I'm honestly thinking about removing her. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but I just like then talk it's my wedding. Yeah. But like I need to sit down and talk with you and understand like what's going on. And if, I'm sorry it's upsetting. You have nothing to be ashamed of, yada, yada. But I, 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 I'm requiring this. My guess is he might be a little bit more open to, to that because the thought of you removing her and everyone finding out why will be something he very much wants to avoid. I agree with you. I think, he, I think a lot of it is pride on his end. Yeah. And then ultimately, if they're not doing what you think is the healthiest approach, I think you... I think you maybe be the bad guy here and take her out. Yeah, it's your wedding. Yeah. It's your wedding. Ultimately, if you do if you do what he said and you have that conversation and stuff is still going awry, like it's it's your choice. Also, with nine brothers and sisters, I think you have enough bridesmaids. I'm sure you do, right? Um, yeah. I do have plenty. The thing that was holding me back from making the decision was and I did not bring it up, but when everybody found out, like my parents found out, somebody had brought up the wedding. And, you know, the fact that she's a bridesmaid got brought up and my mom basically told me point blank period, if you kick her out, it's not going to go. And if he doesn't go, then I'm not going to go. And I was like, oh, you're, oof. yeah, your mom, you're Yikes. that's an idle threat, I think. Yeah, I yeah, I think it was in the heat of the moment. I would say, mom, I understand you love, but this a is is my wedding and b like I, I'm not having someone in my wedding who's going to do this to my brother and if 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 it's up to me to like get him to wake up because like why are we all pretending that this is okay you know this is only going to hurt him in the future it's only going to create more scars and more trauma for him and he's going to require more therapy that he's unwilling to get to so and if she does end up staying in the wedding make sure she stands on the very end of the pictures yeah so you can <laughs> the very end edit her out easily we could crop her out. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's zero chance your mom's not going to the wedding. Yeah, for sure. Zero chance. I agree. I think she's a bit in the heat of the moment. Yeah. You know, but it, like the initial impact was, that's just how my mom is, man. She does that guilt trip thing. She knows Ooh. where to press. Yeah, well, you know, my parents can be bullies. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah. And yeah, sometimes. You just have to stand up to bullies. And, you know, standing up to your parents is, is tough, but it works. Yeah. You know, when they finally realize they lose, when they don't have as much control, they throw a little temper tantrum, they say some shit, and eventually they come around because ultimately they, they need you more than you need them at this point in your life. So just, just remember that. I think take care of your brother. Take, you know, protect your wedding, but take care of your brother. He's, it's like, he's lucky to have you. And he's the only, you're the only one right now who really sees the risks he's in putting himself in. And you, you see the big picture and, and good for you for not giving a shit about the status quo or the image or whatever. Like no one's going to care about that at the wedding day, but people are going to care years from now when you're like, who is that fucking person in this picture? And why were they at their wedding? And remember that girl who like cheated on you 10 years ago? Yeah, stuff doesn't really bother me that much. Seeing her in the pictures, it's it's fine, you know. 
I really don't care about that. I really am worried about him. There you go. You know, and I'm wondering if that's just making me too biased. You should be worried about him. You're the only one who's worried about him. You know, everyone else is worried about how things look. Yeah. Use everyone's fear of appearances as a way to get access and have the conversations that you know need to be had. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Well, keep us posted. I'm definitely interested in on what you decide to do. And, uh, but don't let anyone else convince you that you should pretend this isn't a big deal or that you should look the other way. I think you're, you know, you tell people to follow your gut, follow your gut. Your gut is telling you this is off and this isn't okay. And we shouldn't just pretend that everything's fine. And if they are going to work on it, great, fine. But what are they actually doing to, you know, to make change in this relationship? And right now they're not doing anything. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for validating that because I think it's been really hard to get that from family. So Yeah, I'm sorry you're doing going through this alone, but uh, you can be the hero. I will try. All right, thank well, keep, keep us I posted. I definitely luck. want to know what you end up uh, doing. Absolutely, I will. All right, take you. care. Thanks. All right. Bye. Scott. Yes. It's been fun. It's been great. Thanks, Thanks for coming, man. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> uh, if you uh, are ever down, I know you all watch The Bachelor. We'd love to have you back and I recap. Back or maybe when Vanderpump's on next season, we'll get into it. It's like, I'm ready. So, it's nice to find a, a fellow uh, reality TV junkie like yeah. us. Yeah. It's, uh, we're, we're, there's a lot of us, but not a lot of uh, sort of sane ones. We didn't even fun. get into your dodgeball. No, we uh, got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we I know. We got Bachelor started on Monday. Maybe you back. can, maybe you, maybe I think Dodgeball 2 might be coming out. And you are good at dodgeball, so maybe that's your this next. Is true. Yeah, my my signature move is a a split dodge. I saw that. Yeah, so yeah, I was really impressed. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, Scott, can you let everyone know where they can find you, follow you? Uh, Instagram at Scott Evans Graham, and my Twitter. I don't remember. The I think it's the Scott Evans. I think. Okay. No TikTok for you. I have one, but I don't do it. Okay. Yeah. I I get too. I yeah, it's too much for me. I got too much reality TV to watch. There you go. It was an absolute pleasure to have you come on, man. And congratulations on Barbie. Everyone go check it out. It drops next week, Friday. Uh, We'll be watching. Uh, Go check it out. Scott crushes in it. He's all over the movie. He's got lines. He's super excited. He speaks. (laughs) He speaks. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send in those questions at asknick at thevalfiles.com for all things Ask Nick. Uh, and we'll be back tonight for another episode of Better Date to Never live tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Check it out. We will see you then. Otherwise, on Monday. Bye. Bye.